Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And welcome to Circle Talk with to Nature Folk with Selena Fox. Brought to us every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Pagans Tonight Radio Networks. Nature Folk with Selena Fox is a production of Circle Sanctuary's radio ministry program. Tonight's program is a rebroadcast of an episode of Circle Craft Studies from 2012 with Selena Fox, where she led a discussion on learning ways to do dream magic, therapy, and divination as part of her dream casting series this month. And after Nature Folk, Please stay tuned for our other Circle Sanctuary radio ministry program, Circle Talk. Welcome to Circle Craft Study with Selena Fox. This is Selena Fox, and tonight we're going to explore transforming dreams. In transforming dreams, we're going to explore dreams that transform us, And we're also going to take a look at how we can transform dreams. Let's begin with an honoring of our dream life. We honor our dreams. We honor our dream life. We call the dreamer within to guide us to teach us, to aid us, to heal us on our life's path. Dream Spirit, we connect with you, we call to you, we celebrate you. Be with us tonight and in times to come. So mote it be. As we've looked at the realms of dream life, we know it's important to have an attitude of respect for dreams in order to work with them. We also know it's important to create, as part of our life rhythm, time to observe dreams, reflect on dreams, and to work with dreams. We've talked about the importance of cultivating relationships with dreams. Making time to reflect interpret, and take dream messages and weave them into day-to-day life. And in so doing, we become more in touch with our dreams and our dreams communicate with us more. Tonight, we're going to explore transforming dreams. We're going to begin by taking a look at how we can actually change 
dreams that we have. There's two basic ways of transforming dreams. And it depends on your skill and your experiences as a dreamer. One way of transforming dreams is to become aware that you're dreaming while you're dreaming. That's called becoming lucid. And those dreams are called lucid dreams, meaning you have a clear understanding that you're dreaming while you're dreaming. And once you become aware that you're dreaming, the next part of that awareness is that you have choice. You have volition. You can change the dream while you are having the dream. So lucid dream work is more of an advanced skill in dream craft. Some people have lucidity spontaneously emerge. But to develop skills in lucid dreaming, you need to cultivate relationships with dreams on an ongoing basis. And the more you do dream work and the more that you not only pay attention to dreams, but start incorporating dream messages and understandings into your day-to-day life, the more likely it is that you will become aware of dreaming while you are dreaming and can actually do the transformation work while you're having the dream. Most people get to that state by the second method, which is you've had a dream, you are coming out of the dream, and there's something unfinished with the dream. It may be that a dream that you've had has some information and you need to find out more about something. That's a reason to go back into a dream. Or you may be coming out of a dream that's a nightmare where there's conflict and pain and um, challenge. And as you come out of the dream, you can make the choice to re-enter the dream to sort that out and to have a different outcome. So the second method of working with dreams and transforming them is a dream re-entry method. How to go about dream re-entry. There are several techniques for this. The one that I use the most involves, as one's coming out of the dream, reviewing the dream and memorizing the different dimensions of the dream, then focusing on that and picking a point in the dream to re-enter and to re-enter the dream with the understanding you are going to go back into the dream and let a different scenario unfold. Another technique is as you come out of the dream to actually do some journaling. You write down the narrative of the dream and then you move into a dream work exercise. 
and you call to mind at least three different things that could be done in the dream to change its outcome to be more pleasant, to be more satisfying, to resolve what challenges there might be. And you write each of those three or more, if you decide to do that, possibilities for changing the dream down in your dream journal. Then the next step is to go into a meditative state with the intention of reentering the dream. And the easiest way of doing that is to imagine the dream that you've just had is a movie. And you see it on a screen playing out, and you pause the movie at the point in the dream where you need to re-enter. You imagine that scene frozen on the screen to give you a chance to focus. You enter that screen in your imagination, and then the action starts up again. You go in with the intention to have a different outcome and to work the dream. The information that you've set down about possible outcomes for the dream, you don't need to choose that. That's basically priming the pump of your imagination to think about different outcomes. And you go back into the dream, rather than trying to pick one of those agendas, you go back into the dream with the intention that you're going to start being present in the dream and let a different outcome appear. Indeed, in doing that technique, I have found once I've re-entered, some additional possibilities may occur to me. So in a way, the dream re-entry method is a kind of lucid dreaming, only you have come out of the dream, you're re-entering the dream in a meditative state. And for many people, they shift from a dream which unfolds to a kind of daydream experience with your meditation. Once you have reworked a dream, it's important that you make a note about the original narrative as well as the changed narrative. If possible, write both narratives down and to then write some additional reflections and inspirations from the process. Now, why go back into a dream and transform it? Why transform a dream when you're lucid in a dream and you're dreaming? One of the powerful things that comes from this transforming dream work is that you enhance your awareness at different states of consciousness that you experience. Second, your will and your understanding, there's choice develop, and this is not only good in dream life, but in your waking life. And a third reason to do this is to be able to develop and heal and evolve as your own being. Nightmare work is 
probably where most people start with their dream reentry and their transforming dream work. When one comes out of a dream state feeling upset, terror, um, anger, some other strong negative emotion, that can be a sign that something actively is attempting to work itself through in your psyche. And you can do some work with the dreaming state, as I've described, and not only help immediately as you are doing the work for the particular dream or nightmare that you've had, but in so doing, you very likely will notice within 24, 48, or even 72 hours that something shifts in your waking life. Some say that nightmares are actually some of the most powerful healing dream opportunities you can have. And part of the reason for that is that your psyche is very active. Things that may have been locked away, causing trouble, but in more of a low-grade way, they start becoming more visible. And by becoming more visible, you can have more understanding. And by having more understanding, you can start exploring ways of shifting the dynamic. One of the powerful ways of being able to do some transforming dream work, either through the lucid method or by the dream reentry method, going into a meditation, is the use of ceremonial tools or symbols that you can meditatively work with if you're reentering or if you're having the dream and you're aware of it, the lucid method, you can create a tool on the spot to help you with problem solving. You can create skills for yourself in this transforming dream work. And another technique is to go into the dream or from the dream call upon a spiritual ally. This could take the form of a goddess, a god, a ancestor, an animal spirit, a sacred plant, some other sacred force. You give it form in your imagination and you have it there with you. And by bringing in reinforcements, it can change the dynamic of the dream automatically because you now have introduced a new element to it. And it can actually key in to other dreams and meditations that you may have had working with the spiritual ally in the past and therefore trigger those feelings of empowerment within yourself. Now we've talked a bit about transforming dreams and um, through lucidity and through dream reentry. Let's um, now shift over 
into another form of transforming dreams. And this method comes from a technique known as dream incubation. Indeed, dream incubation is part of dream divination. You specifically call to your dreaming self to give you a dream in response to a question or a statement that you wish to have more information or insight about. So just as you would be working with some other form of divination, such as tarot cards or rune stones, the I Ching, you would phrase the question or the focal statement before you go to sleep. You would call for a dream to bring you a message and then you would give yourself the suggestion that you will remember the dream, you will have understanding of the dream, and that you will be able to take that information into your day-to-day life. You can take the approach of calling the dream as your main incubation work. But I've found it works much better if you also put those other clauses in. You do quite a bit of focus on your question that you'd like answered, or it may be more positively stated in a statement. You reflect on that, and then just as you're dropping off to sleep, say, dream come to me, dream come to me in a form that I can understand and can remember and that I can work with. So by adding remembrance, understanding, and action to that, that enhances your incubation work. As you dream and then wake up from a divination dream that you've incubated, very important that you set the dream, and whether you get it whole or in fragments, you set it down so that you can understand it and reflect on it, not only immediately upon the dream work you're doing, but at other times. Take whatever dream material comes out, give it some kind of form. Journaling is my preferred form because you don't have to fire up anything electronic and you can do it whether it's in the middle of the night or as dawn breaks or whatever. You can do an electronic um, work such as some kind of recorder or you could go to a computer and turn it on and start writing the narrative that way. I've found that if you're learning these techniques, the pen and paper works best for starters because you are less likely to lose some of the dream material that would probably happen if you had to get up out of bed and then make your way over to a desk or a laptop or 
um, a smartphone or some other device. So, so put that dream material down. Don't try to figure it out. Just get it down in a form first. And then once you've done that, read over it. See what other things come to you as you do that. And as I've said in other shows having to do with dream life, whenever possible, put your narrative in the first person in the present tense. That gives it a more immediacy and it becomes easier to work with it. After you've set your dream material down, then read through it and start looking at the question or statement that you used as your focal point. Focus on that for a few moments and then return to the dream. And this is a dynamic process, and as you do that work, you may find a message comes to you immediately, or you may need to do some additional reflection to not only understand the message in that context, but to then follow up with, all right, what am I going to do with this information? Am I at a place where I'm going to put this into some action now, or what's the next step for me? So this kind of dream divination work can be quite powerful. I prefer to do dream divination work on a particular um, question over several nights rather than just do it one particular night. It may take the form of asking the same question each night and then looking at the material that unfolds over time. Sometimes when you do an incubation, you may not get an immediate dream response. Sometimes you need to do that over a sequence of days. But if you're persistent and um, create the right kind of environment to sleep deeply and to remember your dreams, and that's why it's important to have these um, skills of dream communication and connection in place before you do these more advanced techniques, that you will find some guidance coming that way. Some examples, if you were to look at several different job possibilities, you're looking for a new job and you've had several order, um, offers. So one of the things that you can do for dream incubation, rather than um, putting out the general statement, guidance on job, uh, that is an option. You can do a general piece. But if you actually have several choices, a much better way to do the dream divination is to write down each of the choices and pick a different night to focus on each of the choices. You would imagine yourself taking the job from each choice. You'd begin with one night with one choice as you go to sleep and do your divination work, the focus would be guidance about me taking this job. And you would 
imagine yourself taking that job as you're going off to sleep. You would say, bring forth understanding and remembrance of the dream and um, guidance about putting it into action. So you would put that additional qualifying information in. And then when you get up the next day, first thing, pay attention to how you're feeling. What is your mood? How well did you sleep? Pay attention to your dream material. Write that down. Now, if you do a different choice for several nights in the row, take a look at what your dream experiences have been for each of those choices. You may find that some of the choices, you don't sleep well. You might not even remember a whole dream, but you just don't sleep well. And others, you feel terrific. This would not be the only thing I would recommend for making a decision, a life choice decision regarding job, for example. But it would certainly be indicators of how well you're sleeping as to how well you might experience that job. As with other forms of divination for major life choices, I think it's important to do the guidance work for more than one type of divination method. So in addition to doing dream work, you may wish to do a meditation, you may wish to work with some other kind of dream or some other kind of divination tool such as cards. You may want to do a counseling session with someone. Um, There's different methods as part of it, but you may find that by working with dream divination and calling dreams to you to aid you in transforming your life by getting input on particular choices and circumstances, that this is a really powerful way of getting to the core of where you are at, you truly are at. For dreams are a kind of snapshot of the soul, where we are most deep, and messages can come forth from that. Now, in addition to looking at transforming dreams with divination, such as through incubation, another way of dream divination is when one has had a dream, has done some dream work on it, you can consult some type of divination method on what the dream is saying. So that's another way to weave divination into dream life. The Yi Ching, if you've had experience working with that, casting either the yarrow stalks or the using the coin method, this ancient Chinese book of nature wisdom, uh, more than 5,000 years old, has really served as a guide for many people from many countries and cultures and spiritualities. Um, the well-known psychologist, Carl Jung was a great fan of the I Ching, and one of the um, English translations that I have has some words from him as part of that publication. 
having divination, using dreams as a way of getting insights into choices and possibilities can be a really wonderful aspect of dream work and transforming. Transforming the dreams by calling them to us, transforming ourselves by reflecting what dreams have to tell us. Another aspect of transforming dreams is that of healing. There are times when we have a dream that on its own is moving parts of ourselves, our experiences, our ways of seeing the world, shifting it into a healthier pattern. You may have one of these transforming healing dreams when you are actually working on getting better, having had some kind of sickness or challenge in your life. Sometimes these dreams are called cathartic dreams. You have the dream. Often it is quite vivid and energetic. You come out of the dream and you feel refreshed. You feel something has been dispelled Something has shifted into a new pattern and you come out of the dream feeling wonderful. Cherish these healing dreams when they come. Whenever possible, make some notes about them. Set them in some kind of form. They not only bring healing for the immediate experience, but dreams have ripple effects. And chances are you will have healing starting to unfold in different ways in your life after having had a healing experience in a dream. Another kind of transforming dream is what's sometimes known as the great dream or the magical dream or life path dreams. These dreams typically happen when one's at a point in life journey where some big shift is happening. These dreams are characterized by having a wonderful feeling within the dream, having a sense that one is having direct contact with one or more spiritual forces. The act of having the dream itself not only has some immediate understanding that comes from it, but one changes inside. In that way, it's like a healing dream, but it goes beyond that. Basically, one's identity, one's understanding of self and of the world around 
gets profoundly changed. Reincarnational dreams are an example of a life path dream or great dream. Having an experience of oneself in another time and place that very well may be a part of your whole being that you are reconnecting with in the dream and by paying attention to the dream, experiencing the dream, and giving it a place by reflecting on it and writing about it and cherishing it in your waking life brings you in greater access to that part of yourself, that dimension of, of your life experience in another reality. Some of the newer um, theories of physics have talked about time and parallel realities. And certainly, I've had some experiences myself. They don't happen really often, but when they do, I very much um, appreciate them and have grown to celebrate these dreams. But I have had dreams which have brought hidden knowledge to me, have brought understandings of myself and another culture, and being able to be more connected with that as a result of having one of these great dreams. In addition, great dreams often have what you might call an intuitive or psychic element to them. You may be able to find out something that intellectually you don't know, but by being in this dream state and connecting close to source, that information comes forth. So that's why it's very important. All dreams are important to value and to do some work with, but especially dreams that as we are having the dream changes us, and as we work with that dream, we continue the change as well. I invite those of you who are listening, who might wish to um, share a comment or a question or a dream experience about transforming dreams, to pose some comments, if you haven't done so already, in our chat. And another thing that you can do would be to call us up on our um, number, which is 347-308-8222. So if you're listening live and you want to talk with me, you can call 347-308-8222. So as we transition to our um, discussion part, I invite all of you to celebrate your dreams and to recognize the more you work with them, the more that you can grow and change, and you can develop a deeper understanding of 
the language of your consciousness and can work with that to change dreams as dreams can help change you. Well, I welcome David and Jeanette into our show tonight and thank you for um, being there in the chat room and um, good evening. Hello. Hi. Because I dropped the phone. Sorry about that. <clears throat> We've had some uh, interesting uh, discussions uh, regarding having folks uh, help you interpret your dreams. Um, and uh, whether or not you should have somebody who's you better or uh, maybe somebody a little less better or that sort of thing. Uh, I was just sort of, I personally was, no one had a specific question uh, around that topic, but I was just kind of curious as to what your personal thoughts were on that. Well, I think it can be quite valuable to do some work with another person as part of dream understanding, discovery, and working with them. Um, I recommend that a person does some dream work on their own first and then, and to make some notes of that, and then to have some conversations with a trusted other that appreciates dreams and really does dream work themselves. Now, it could be a close friend, a partner, spouse, a family member, or it could be a therapist, um, someone who you have a professional relationship with, or it could be someone who really specializes in dream work. One of the things that I have as a way of... Um, doing conversations with another person regarding a dream rather than having the person so-called interpret the dream to structure some of the language around that that invites the person to share without basically making it their responsibility to figure it out. So some of the language around that is sharing the dream, and then and then the person who shared the dream says to the loved one, so I've shared my dream. I invite you to think about what sense you would make of it if you were the person that had the dream. And then the person uses the language, well, if I have had that dream, this is what this could mean for me. So there you're having a loved one experience the dream as if they had the dream and letting their own kinds of associations and perspectives come into play and then they share some impressions. And this often results in a dynamic dialogue and uh, wonderful things can just kind of pop up. How do you know when you have hit upon 
something that really seems central and correct in terms of an understanding of a dream, generally something just clicks. There's kind of an intuitive aha that comes from it. Um, I do some dream work with clients as part of a telephone consultation practice that I have, and I generally do the first part in guiding people through some exercises to help them come up with their own kinds of understandings about the dream. And then I will share some perspectives of if I had had the dream, and then we dialogue, and after we've worked with the dream material itself, the next piece is very important, which is looking for some common patterns that are in the dream that relate to patterns that are in some aspect of life, in particular the most recent past. Many dreams are really coming to help us process things that have happened one, two, three, sometimes longer days before having the dream. Usually it's um, between 24 and 48 hours um, prior to the dream. Now, just because you've seen some things and have had some experiences that show up as dream content doesn't mean, oh, that's the explanation for the dream. I just happened to um, be going by this building and there are these ivy plants coming out a window or whatever, and they showed up in the dream. Oh, that's because I walked by that building and saw those ivy plants. Well, clearly the content came from that, but why out of all the different kinds of plants and buildings and experiences you have, why does that particular combination show up in your dream? And there is um, the key to really getting a deeper understanding of what's going on within your own consciousness. So I think the answer or way in on the concept of having others involved in dream interpretation, I think it can be a very wonderful thing, whether it is done as part of um, a friendship or other form of relationship, whether one's done therapeutically. Getting some feedback on dreams can really help add some other dimensions to understanding it. Oh. Okay. Um, I have a question uh, that I was thinking of as you were talking about um, uh, the whole dream divination, the first part of this, um, and you were talking about the two different methods using, um, you know, going back into the dream, the lucid dreaming, or when you come out of the dream, you, you journal and then... Um, and then meditate. My question about that was, with that second method, have you found that it is the easiest to get into a meditative state to have the best effect um, shortly after you've woken from the dream, or does it not matter that much? And maybe more the, I guess the the better the detail it is that you've written about. In your journaling, the better your result will be. 
That's what I was kind of curious about. Yeah, that's a good question. I've found that it works best to attend to the dream, its messages, its energy, shortly after I've worked with it. You know, after I've, so if I'm using the method of jotting down the narrative, coming up with um, some possible reworkings of the dream, I prefer to do that right after I've had the dream. I just move right into that and then re-enter it. Because by by doing that then and then re-entering it, not only have I found it easier to get back into the dream and into a meditative state that allows me to re-enter the dream, but to some extent, some of that symbology and dynamics are still fresh in my consciousness, so I'm able to join it easier. That said, you know, if one is not able to do it immediately and there really seems to be um, a need to shift the dynamics, one can do it at a later time. But the sooner one does it, the better has been my experience. Um, I know that often when someone has a disturbing dream, and I've found this through years of doing counseling, psychotherapy, consultation, spiritual mentoring, and other forms of my um, my practice, that when one's had a nightmare, it's like, all right, get me out of here, I'm done. And I can respect that and honor that as a possible choice in response to a nightmare. But in so doing, one really does shut the door on some powerful communications that the deep self is attempting to communicate to you. And by being willing to do some nightmare work and really look at the nightmare, one can, especially if it's a recurring nightmare, one can not only stop the nightmare from reoccurring because you're paying attention to it and you've changed the dynamics, but one can actually shift how one feels as a result of having gone through the nightmare experience. If you don't attend to your nightmares, there's generally a kind of psychological residue that can linger, sometimes an hour, sometimes the whole day. So if you want to dissipate that kind of dream hangover, as it were, one can do some work before one gets up and starts doing day-to-day life and shift the dynamics. And I've found over the years as I've dealt with nightmares myself as well as dreams of conflict, maybe not a full-blown nightmare, but there's dreams of struggle or conflict or challenge, that if I'm able to do something before I start going into waking life, I'm better because of it, because I've paid attention and I've worked to shift the dynamics and my mood improves and my ability to even 
flash on what that was all about and understand it really improves as well. Yeah. You know, some cultures have had the tradition that if you have a mystical or magical or great dream, life passage dream, that in addition to your own process, it's important to consult with one or more elders about that experience. And of course, how that all works out depends on the particular culture and subgrouping of the culture. But in going back to the earlier, you know, um, wonderings about having someone else aid in dream interpretation, there are actually traditions that have emerged through the ages in different parts of the world where dreams that are considered life-changing, life-transforming dreams really need to be given attention, not just once but multiple times, and often one or more wise ones are involved in helping with the process. Before um, concluding the show, I want to just throw out another aspect of transforming dreams. And this is, takes the form of dream action. So transforming dreams is a kind of a pun. We transform the dreams and they transform us. And one really powerful way of working with a transforming dream is to take a symbol and to give it some form artistically um, in the form of a painting, writing a song, creating a poem, doing a sketch, um, creating a dance, some form of artistic expression. It can take the energy of some powerful dynamic or character or symbol in a dream and bring it more present into one's waking life. And it also can bring a greater understanding of it. One technique that some dream workers favor is that of a dream mandala in which one takes one or more powerful symbols from a dream and puts it in a circular form. Some people work with a mandala with gateways at each of the four compass points as well as working with a center circle within a larger circle. You'll find that not only in some forms of Buddhism and Hinduism, but you'll find it in the West, in particular with some Native American traditions and some pagan traditions, um, working with the sacred directions, um, the square in the circle, the circle within the circle, by creating dream art and then having that dream art as part of one's daily life. You have created a type of ongoing portal for dream understanding and relationship development, as well as 
for a dream that's been a powerfully transforming dream, a wonderful dream, a healing dream, you have an ever-present reminder of that experience. I'm wondering if there's any additional comments in the chat room or, or things you might want to share before we conclude tonight's show. Well, there are some comments from folks um, talking about keeping a notepad and pen or pencil in the nightstand and, you know, so there were a notebook or something to be able to write down um, their observations, their, you know, what they remember from their dreams. Somebody even mentions that they, uh, well, the option of uh, doing a sketch. Yes. Things For those who are artistically inclined, who are sketching people, um, <clears throat> You know, that one might be an idea to kind of sketch some a little drawing or something or some figures or, or just whatever you remember from the dream. Yeah, that, those are all really excellent um, suggestions and techniques. One of the things that I sometimes will do, especially with dream incubation work, I have a second kind of journal, which is what I call my middle-of-the-night inspiration journal, Um, also a spiral pad journal, but I'll have it with a pen in the spiral binding so I don't have to scramble around for the pen. And in the middle of the night, um, with the lights off, (laughs) I will scrawl onto that pad, and in the morning, (laughs) I'll take a look at it and put it, put Um, the sketches and the words and the phrases, and I actually capture some of the dream material, and then I'm able to put it in a more readable, linear form. I have gotten, um, uh, you know, quite um, cryptic in the night with scrawling, so I've often uh, come up with this method to actually have kind of an interim journal um, note pad where I can get some basic things and then have that um, available. And I think part of the the real key for dream work and having dreams continue to inform our lives and aid us with transformation really comes from getting in the habit, making it part of one's daily life to pay attention to dreams. And to do that in a variety of different ways, and we've talked about some of them tonight and in the previous two segments on discovering dreams and on interpreting dreams, I hope that all of you listening live and those of you who will be listening later when it's archived up at the um, Circle Podcast site and some other places on the web. I hope that you will continue to celebrate and be interested in your dreams. Work with your dreams, cherish your dreams, and know that dreams can transform you and you can transform dreams. Wishing everyone good dreams and a wonderful, interesting, and fun dream life. (laughs) And now as we 
transition from this show, I invite those of you who are listening that will be in the Chicago area this coming Sunday, September 9th, to stop by and see me at the Chicago Pagan Pride Day. I am going to be there this weekend, and later next following weekend, I'll be in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, for the Pagan Pride Day there, as well as doing a Bridget Healing Workshop the day before. And then at the end of the month, I'll be at the Madison Area Pagan Pride Day in Wisconsin. And if you want some more information about these events, you can go to www.circlesanctuary.org. On our main page, you'll see a link to not only the Pagan Pride Days that I'll be speaking at this month, but some other ones that other people connected with Circle Sanctuary will be. And if you have more interest in exploring dreams and you want to do some kind of work with me individually through a consultation, you can go to www.selenafox.com and find out about scheduling an appointment and how that works. And I invite all of you who would like to, to come to my main Facebook page, Selena Fox Updates on on Facebook, or you can find me, Selena underscore Fox, on Twitter and connect that way as well. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. May your dreams be fun and blessed, and may you have fun blessing your dreams. And that was an encore edition of Circlecraft Studies with Selena Fox, talking about dream casting and transforming dreams. We would like to take this opportunity to thank the Witches School International and their Pagan Night Radio Network for this opportunity to reach the community. And now we'll transition with the song The Ancient Ones by Kellyanna. And following that, stay tuned for Circle Talk Radio. Hear a song of time gone by The ancient ones are calling out And they sing a song of old And their words will carry song will carry us home Hear a song of time gone by The ancient ones are calling out And they say
The ancient walls They call you back Are calling out To the ancient ways And they say The ancient ways A song of old They call you home And their words They call you back Will carry you home To the ancient ways And their songs They call you Hear a song Remember now Long of time gone by The ancient ones The ancient ones Remember now Are calling out The ancient ways And they say Remember now A song of old The ancient ways And their words It's deep inside Words will carry your memories and their songs It's deep inside will carry us home Your memories hear a song The ancient of time gone by They call you home The ancient ones They call you back are calling out To the ancient ways and they say Welcome to Pagan Warrior Radio, supporting the warriors who serve, honoring the warrior within. Join, join David and Jeanette Ewing, Pamela Kelly, on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Central for talk, news, ideas, music, and ceremonial encounters. Create community within the military with military pagans across the USA and around the world. Tune in, call in, join live chat on the Pagans Tonight Network. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Download free podcasts on iTunes. 
Pagan Warrior Radio is sponsored by Circle Sanctuary, providing education, rituals, publications, festivals, and more for pagans worldwide. Find us on the web at www.circlesanctuary.org. And tonight is a very special night. I know that a lot of people know that Memorial Day weekend heralds the beginning of summer cookouts, swimming pools open, etc. But when you're in the military, you know Memorial Day has far greater, deeper meanings. It's when we uh, remember those who serve and those who have served. And a lot of times when we have the, the military remembrances, the pagans tend to get lost in that because it's it's geared more towards the the faiths that are more mainstream. Since ours is still an alternate faith uh, seen in the military, so I am very very pleased to be part of being able to to present a pagan warrior blessing. Well, I'm not doing it. It's the Ewings that'll be doing it tonight. David and Jeanette. And I'll just be here to help out with anyone who wants to call in. The number to call in is 347-308-8222. I will be posting that in the chat room um, throughout the night. Now, if you're listening later on podcast, there will be times for you to consider to remember Excuse me, those who serve and those who um, have served. So if you're, if you're taking part in this uh, later at a later time, do so. Go ahead and 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 take part in that while uh, remembering and 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 honoring those who serve and have served. Okay, I've blathered enough, <laughs> David and Jeanette. Hello, and here we are. So, what we're doing tonight is an adaptation to the Warrior Blessing ritual that has been uh, held at various locations at Pagan Spirit Gathering, at events and gatherings in Indiana. Ohio and other places, uh, largely by, most recently by Dave Sassman. Uh, Jeanette and I have been leading the Warrior Blessing Ritual here in Northern Virginia for the past few years at a uh, gathering at Beltane called Fertile Ground Gathering and at a Maven gathering last year, a Mountain Mysteries Maven in Central Virginia. And we've revised and updated this, um, we've adapted the ritual to kind of flow a little better in this format. So uh, and and focus on those who have passed in service, as the the purpose of Memorial Day is an honoring of those who have, who are serving, who were killed in service, and uh, that's what we'll be doing tonight is is doing an honoring and remembering those who have passed. <clears throat> so we'll uh, get started if if you're listening in either live or on chat or in. Or if you've downloaded this podcast, please take a moment to get yourself comfortable and do some ground and centering, take some deep breaths, and uh, and then we'll uh, get started here. So take a moment to center yourself, light a little bit of incense that uh, calls to you, maybe some frankincense or myrrh, some other high-energy incense. It's good for cleansing your space. And light a candle. Any color will do. And as you take your deep cleansing breaths, push away out of your system with each exhalation the worries of the day 
the stress of the day. And after these few cleansing breaths, imagine in your mind's eye being surrounded, surrounding yourself with a brilliant white or bluish light And this is your circle of protection, of guidance, of wisdom and enlightenment. And as you continue to focus upon this brilliant light, imagine it expanding out beyond you to encircle your working space or your altar, wherever you may be performing this ritual. And imagine this as a sphere above, below, to the right and the left of you. Take a deep breath. And envision that light, that power, that energy pushing out a little bit more to cover your home or your dwelling. And then imagine tendrils of energy reaching out to all of the others listening here tonight, to those of us in Virginia, in the Midwest, in the North, in the South, and in various countries around the world. With that energy that you've created, send out tendrils of connection. So that way we may all be connected in this space and during this time. Circle of light and of love, of protection, wisdom, and guidance. Protect us all. Guide all of us. And aid us during this rite tonight. Blessed be. Blessed be. And now we turn to the east. In the dawn of each new day, we turn to the east and we invite the spirits and elemental beings of air to be with us, to guide us, 
to protect us, to watch over us. And we invite the spirits and the energies of those servicemen who have passed beyond the veil, the Air Force, the Army Air Corps, from days past, and naval aviators. We ask that you watch over us and you guide us, you bless us and protect us. Elements of spirits of the air, hail and welcome. Hail and welcome. And then we turn our focus to the south. And we call upon the spirits and the guardians of the south and of the element of fire. We call them into our circle to protect us, to watch over us. And as we call to the south, we call to the spirits of those from the Marine Corps who have passed, who were killed in service. We ask them to join us as we honor them and remember their sacrifice. We also call upon the spirits of those firefighters who were killed performing their duties. We call to them to join us, to be remembered, to be honored. Spirits of the South, spirits of the fire, spirits of our fallen Marines, and spirits of the fallen firefighters, we welcome you. Hail and welcome. Hail and welcome. And now we turn to the West in the glorious canvas of sunset. We call upon and honor the spirits and elemental forces of water. Watch over us, guide us, protect us, be with us, and lend us your energies. And we also call upon those fallen service members of the Navy and of the Coast Guard. We also call upon EMTs and paramedics, all of you who have given your lives for your service, defending our countries, aiding us here at home as well, and protecting our shores. Guide us, protect us, be with us, and give us wisdom. Elements, spirits, and guardians of water of the West and our ancestors 
of the Navy, Coast Guard, paramedics, and EMTs. We welcome you. Hail and welcome. Hail and welcome. And then we turn our focus and our attention to the north, where we look into the deep of the night. And we call upon the the, the spirits and guardians of the north, of the earth. And we call to them to join us, to protect us, and be with us this evening. And we call to the spirits of the fallen soldiers who sacrifice, ensures our freedoms. And we call to the spirits of our fallen police officers who were killed in service to protect us here at home. We call to them to join us as we honor and remember their sacrifice. Spirits of the North, spirits of the Earth, and our fallen ancestors and service members from the Army and officers from the police, we call to you, we welcome you. Hail and welcome. Hail and welcome. And now we turn our attention to that space that is above us. We turn and we look upwards here at night to the moon, and if the sun has not set, to the sun above. And we look out beyond those to the millions and billions of stars and asteroids and planets in the skies and heavens above us. And we ask for blessings and guidance from those celestial energies that are above us. That are with us and all around us. To the moon and the sun and the stars above, we honor you, we welcome you, and we ask you to be with us. Hail and welcome. Hail and welcome. And now we turn our attention to the ground that is below us, the source of food for all of us the home of lakes and streams, the home on which we and all living things exist. We call to the ground below her who is known by many names, Mother Earth, Gaia, the great womb of life. And we ask that she lends us her energies and that she guides us gives us wisdom, protects us, and watches over us. So 
source of below, all that is. Hail and welcome. Hail and welcome. And lastly, we turn to the center. That energy, that that spark that is within us all, that center place in the deepest part of our soul, that which is the source that connects all of us to each other, to our higher power, to all that is in nature. Spirits of center, watch over us, protect us, guide us, give us wisdom, and be that bright spark that continues to connect all of us to each other and to all living things. Spirits of center, hail and welcome. Hail and welcome. Can we raise our focus? We welcome the gods of many names, the gods of many traditions, the warrior gods, the protector gods. We call the gods to join us, to watch over us, and to protect us. And we ask the gods to welcome those who have sacrificed in our service and to watch over those who are serving. The gods of many names, the warriors, the protectors, be with us, be around. Hail and welcome. Hail and welcome. And now we focus our attention to the great goddess. She who is known by many names and from many different cultures. Warrior goddess, protector goddess. We ask that you be with us, to guide us, to protect us. To give us wisdom. And we ask that you watch over those, those service members and those civilians who protect us. And for those who have fallen, not only in the line of duty, but those who have served and have passed on, who have lived a long life, we ask that you fold them in your loving arms to be with you for the remainder of their days. Great warrior goddess of many names and from many different cultures, hail and welcome. Hail and welcome.
And now I will lead you in a military pagan blessing for those who are currently serving. Powers of the ancient ways for those in a faraway place, far from home and family. We honor and call upon you. Powers of the earth strengthen their physical bodies and the bodies of their peers and commanders. Powers of the air keep them vigilant at their posts and their mind clear and sharp. Powers of the fire give them courage even when their duty is hard or bitter. Powers of the water Grant them restful sleep and peace of mind after a long duty day. And powers of the spirit, balance them in honor, nobility, and spiritual purpose. Powers of the God and goddesses and the unity, be with them and around them. Bless and protect them as they carry out their mission. And often the question arises of what is a warrior? The code of conduct for honor is that of following the way of nature. A person who lives with honor is noble. The way of honor is not limited to warriors. A true warrior strives to do things in a sacred manner, never afraid of the possibility of death, yet never actively seeking death. A true warrior is someone who strives to be the best they can be at all things. Warriors may have differing ideas, yet still must live with honor by strictly following their own personal code. In ancient Indo-European society, to be a man was to be a warrior. The two were identical. Occasionally, there were women who fought alongside the men, and in some societies, they were organized into special all-woman units. Honor is the courage to stand for the truth and to speak the truth against the odds. There are always those things which can be done, those things which should be done, and those which must be done. And by acting in an honorable way, one may lead others to live in a similar manner. The way of the warrior is based on the individual's foundation, their values, their ethics. Thus, honor is a highly personalized thing. Respect of talents and skills of people and creatures or effects of weapons, regardless of their honor, The way of honor, the way of the warrior, is not an easy path. And because it is Memorial Day, we're going to spend a few moments and honor those who have given all 
or who have passed in peace. Those service members who have fallen, the United States Air Force, we thank you for your service. service members of the United States Marines, we thank you for your service. Those service members of the United States Navy, we thank you for your service. Those members of the United States Coast Guard, we thank you for your service. Those members of the United States Army, we thank you for your service. Those of you who are firefighters, we thank you for your service. Those of you who are EMTs and paramedics, we thank you for your service. of you who are police officers who have been killed in the line of duty or who have passed in peace, we thank you for your service. And we thank and honor those pagans who were killed in service, most recently in Iraq and Afghanistan, our pagan warriors, Sergeant Patrick Dana Stewart of Fernley, Nevada. 
who was killed when his helicopter was shot down in Afghanistan. We honor you. Specialist James W. Price of Cleveland, Tennessee, United States Army, killed in action September 18, 2004. Currently resting at Sunset Memorial Gardens in Cleveland, Tennessee. We honor you. Private First Class Stephen P. Snowberger III of Lopez, Pennsylvania, United States Army, killed in action May 11, 2006. He was 18 years old. His remains are at the Brown Family Cemetery in Lexington, North Carolina. We honor you. Sergeant Jason Allen Schumann of Holly, Minnesota, United States Army, killed in action May 19, 2007, at 23 years old. His remains are at Fort Snelling National Cemetery, Minneapolis, Minnesota. We honor you. Specialist Charles Thomas Heinlein, Jr. of Hemlock, Michigan, United States Army, killed in action July 31, 2007, at 23 years old. And his remains are buried in Section 60, Arlington National Cemetery, Arlington, Virginia. We honor you. Private First Class, Justin R.P. McDaniel of Andover, New Hampshire, United States Army, died December 17, 2007, 19 years old, buried in New Hampshire State Cemetery in New Hampshire. We honor you. Sergeant Michael Brammer of Fayetteville, North Carolina, United States Army, suffered severe head injuries in combat October 2003, died from those injuries in California January 17, 2007, at 23 years old, buried in Oak Grove Cemetery, Bath, Maine. We honor you. never met, who have given their lives for service, defending our country, as well as all of those who are first responders who put their lives on the line every day in our country to keep us safe and secure. We honor you and we thank you for your service. Blessed be. Blessed be.
At this time, I would like you to close your eyes and picture in your mind a soldier at Valley Forge as he holds his musket in his bloody hands. He stands barefoot in the snow, starved from lack of food, wounded from months of battle, and emotionally scarred from an eternity away from his family, surrounded by nothing but death and the carnage of war. He stands there with fire in his eyes and victory on his breath. And he looks at us now in anger and disgust and tells us, I gave you a birthright of freedom, born in the Constitution, and now your children graduate too illiterate to read. I fought in the snow, barefoot, to give you the freedom to vote, and you stay at home when it rains. I left my family destitute to give you the freedom of speech, and you remain silent on critical issues because it might be bad for business. I orphaned my children to give you a government to serve you, and it has stolen democracy from the people. It is the service member, not the reporter, who gives you the freedom of the press. It's the service member, and not the poet, who gives you freedom of speech. It's the service member, not the campus organizer, who allows you to demonstrate. And it's the service member who salutes the flag, serves the flag, and whose coffin is draped with the flag that allows the protester to burn the flag. Gods, goddesses, hold our troops in your loving and protective hands. Protect them as they protect us. Bless them, bless their families for the selfless acts they perform for us in our times of need. Blessed be. Blessed be. An American soldier came home today Wrapped up as cargo in an American play He asked for one sweet silent symbol on his grave But the VA guns had started some request tonight Well, he served as any other with his hands Pray to Father Sky, he bowed down to Mother Earth. He honored air and water and the fire he danced around. But you didn't honor him before you put him in the ground. It's a symbol, it's a sign, it stands for everything divine. Excuse me, sir, I think you're on that chest and the
we unite. We as a community, we grow and we remember those who are here in spirit. So what have we learned? We have learned that honorable service has touched many of us and brought us as a community closer because of that knowledge, because of that connection. We have learned that our community has deep roots in the, in the traditions and in honor and commitment to the military and emergency services. And that through the actions of just a few, we are able to meet where we can, anywhere in the United States of America. Due to the persistence of many, we American military veteran pagans can now have the pinnacle on our headstones at any cemetery anywhere in this country. We can now release those gods and goddesses who have come to witness this celebration, this honoring. Great goddess, protector goddess, warrior goddess, you who are known by many names and from many different cultures, we thank you for joining us during this rite we thank you for lending us your wisdom and your guidance, for honoring us with your presence, and for watching over us. Great Goddess, by many names and from many cultures, we thank you. Hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. <clears throat> To the God of many names, the warrior God, the protector God, we thank you for joining us. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for watching over those who serve. To the God of many names, we thank you for your wisdom. and your ever-presence. Hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. And to the spirit of center, that which unifies us and connects us all, we thank you for being in our presence, for guiding us and watching over us. To the universal center within us all, hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. To that which is below us all, the great Mother Earth, we thank you 
as you do every day, for giving us strength and courage, for being literally the ground upon which we walk. We thank you for being with us, for lending us your energies, for guiding and protecting us, for watching over us. Great Mother Earth, Gaia, that which is below, hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. To all those celestial forces above us, to the sun and the moon and the stars from which we are all made, we thank you for the ever-presence of being in our lives, for guiding us, for lending us your energies, and for watching over us. To those forces and elemental beings of the above, hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. And then we turn to the north. And as you look again into the deep of the night, we honor the spirits of our fallen soldiers and the spirits of the fallen police officers. We thank them for their presence. We thank them for their sacrifice. We thank the powers and elements of the north and of the earth for their presence and protection. Elements and spirits of the army, the police, of the north, of the earth, hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. And now we turn to the west, to the twilight, to those spirits and elemental beings of water. We thank you for your presence, for watching over us, for protecting us and guiding us. And those service members of the Navy and of the Coast Guard, those EMTs and paramedics, we thank those those beings who have passed beyond this veil. We thank you for being with us tonight, for your presence, for watching over us, and for the sacrifices that you have made for us. Spirits, elemental beings of the water, and those spirits and those who are the Navy, Coast Guard, EMTs, and paramedics, we thank you. Hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. And we turn to the south and look again into the bright day of noon. And we remember and we honor the spirits of the firefighters and the spirits of our Marines who have died in service. We thank them for their presence here this evening. 
we feel the warmth of their courage and the honor in their hearts. We honor their memory and their sacrifice. And we thank the spirits of the South and the spirits of fire for their protection and presence. Spirits of the South, hail and farewell. And lastly, we turn back to the East, to the dawning of each day, and we thank those elemental forces and spirits of air. We thank them for the presence here tonight, for their energies, for lending us their guidance and wisdom and protection. And we thank all of those who've ever served in the Air Force, who've now passed on, and those who were once in the Army Air Corps, and those naval aviators. We thank you. For those of you who have passed on, we thank you for your service. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for those protective energies that you lent us here this night. Spirits of the East, elements of the East and of the air, and those service members who have ever flown to protect the skies above us, we thank you. Hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. And as you look back into your mind's eye and you see that bright glowing light that surrounded you and your home and that connected everybody that was here tonight, not only here in this time and in this place, but those who will be listening to this in the future. Draw that energy back into you and take with it the knowledge and the strength of community and take within you the presence that you are not alone and that we are a community and that as long as there is even one of us, there will always be someone to honor those who have given their lives for us and those who are still fighting for us every day, not only those who are abroad but those who are here in our own country fighting fires and protecting us, those who come to our aid when we've been injured. And know that that light is within, that is within you is that spark of community. And that community stays within you even as we take down the energy of this circle. Blessed be. Blessed be. We are going to end this.
You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. 